Welcome back to Talk of the Town on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC on WHTC.com and on the WHTC app for your smartphone. Once again, here's your host, Gary Stevens. Welcome back to Talk of the Town for this Wednesday, December 20th. Once a month, we get an update on what's going on at Community Action House here in Holland. And today we focus on the Action House's outreach program. Jessica Presley is the Housing Access Program Manager, and Sean Holloway is an outreach specialist with the Community Action House. They are on the other side of our table this morning. Jessica and Sean, good morning. Merry Christmas to both of you. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much. And if you have a question about uh, the Community Action House and about this outreach program, uh, they'll be happy to answer it at 616-395-1450, 616-395-1450. Before we get into some of the things that are going on, not only at the Action House, but also involving the program itself, why don't we do a little primer, Jessica and Sean, and tell us exactly what this outreach program actually is. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so the outreach team is specifically focused on people who are experiencing homelessness in our community. We use a whatever-it-takes approach to assist those people, and we meet them wherever they're at, both geographically and in their journey. This is a journey that we help through when it comes to gathering IDs, applying for houses, as well as just that interim time with basic supplies and food needs, things of that nature. Talk a little bit about the difficulties of doing just that, reaching people where they are, because sometimes you just don't know what reaction you're going to get. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the, some of the difficulties include that people are all over the place. We don't know where everyone's at at any given time, and people do need to move around. Uh, one of the main things that we're able to do is building relationships with people, which then brings more people to us. As people meet each other and find what supports people need, say, hey, I know these people, they can help you out, and then they bring them to us. When it comes to approaching, say, a new person we've never met before, it's just like you know, approaching any other people you've ever met. Just respect their space and their autonomy. If they don't want to talk, they don't want to talk. If they're interested, you talk with them. And if you know, you see there's a place someone's at and they're not there at the moment, leave some of our contact information. And then if they want to reach out to us, then we can get connected. How tough is it to try to be have that type of attitude when you know they need help, you know you can provide it, and they don't want to come forward? I think we try to definitely take the approach, recognizing that sometimes people aren't quite sure where they're at and there's um, different stages of change. Um, and we try to approach it with what stage of change are they in and where can we start from? And a lot of times it just starts with building that relationship. These could be people that haven't had a lot of trust in their lives. They could be people that have had hard times that it's hard to even want to start that journey or even know where to start. So we really take that slow approach with, okay, what's the first barrier we can work on with you? Is it an ID? Is it just getting to know? Is it to know that I'm here for you and that you can trust coming to me and starting from there? Um, and kind of go in to see where they they can move on at that point. It's how much of a, how much of a challenge is language right now? Let's say it's not too challenging if you just respect people's autonomy and that they're people and you talk to them as such. No, when I say language, yeah. 
English is the second yeah. language. Oh, that language. That type of language. So we're very fortunate to have somebody, a lot of people on our team in Community Action House are um, Spanish-speaking. And so we have someone right on the outreach team who can help translate. And we actually have a great system within our food club that helps with translation. We can call into the service that has automatic translators that you can connect with for, I don't even know how many, but hundreds of languages, really. Um, and so that's been a huge asset for us. And what's great about technology, even though I can say there's a lot of things that aren't, Google Translate. We've used that for people with um, Romanian backgrounds. Uh, I think there's been Russian, lots of different things that we're like, okay, we don't have someone on staff who could translate that. Let's see what technology we have at our, our starting point and kind of go from there. Is it perfect? No, but it's a way to kind of build that, like, here, I'm here, and I want to try to connect with you the best way I can. It is one thing to try to reach people who are foreign to what we are. You know, they're in a different country, different world, more than a different world than anything Absolutely. else. But it's another thing if it is somebody who a year ago, they were not in this situation. And you sometimes have to fight against that five-letter word called pride. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we all have it, don't we? Um, and I think that's where that relationship piece becomes really, really valuable. Um, we try to take this approach with everyone that we're not, we're not going to put judgment on your journey and how you got here. We're going to look at it. Okay, what can we do to work with you to get out of here? What can we do to help you thrive later in life? Things happen. And across the country, there's been a 12% increase in homelessness everywhere. So things happen to a lot of people. And so we're not going to put judgment on that. We're going to work with you to see kind of, hey, let's build that trust. So you know that when you're ready to find out what barriers we need to cross and address, we'll be right there to walk alongside. And there's a lot of great um, organizations doing that same kind of work in our community. Jessica Presley, you brought up the number 12% increase. Mm -hmm. It stems to the next point I'd like to bring up with both you and Sean on this is the fact that it's one thing to say we have a 12% increase. That's a number. Yep. But being on the front lines as both of you are in this situation, how much have you seen an increase just in the eye count between a year ago and now? And I hate to say this, are we looking at a tough winter ahead in this regard? Yeah, I, I think that would be one way to put it. Sean would probably have a really good way to describe our numbers of what we're seeing here in Holland and uh, Ottawa County. Yeah, so on our end, uh, our team has expanded in our staffing capacity in the last year, which has allowed us to reach more people. Uh, but to give you kind of an idea of what's happened over the last two years in Ottawa County, uh, when we, in the beginning of January 2022, we were working with 96 people in case management services. And in the month of November this year, we worked with over 200. So we are seeing more and more people throughout the area, and we are able to be getting connected with more and more people, which is another really important facet of things. What's the ratio? What would be an ideal ratio between staff and people being assisted by Community Action House? Are we in a point right now where it's just simply overwhelming the system or is it still pretty much able to handle the increased numbers of those needing help? I think you could look at that in multiple ways, actually. Um, we 
By no means am I going to say that it's easy. The work is very hard. I think what we're seeing is not only the increase in people, but the increase in the needs and then the lack of affordable housing that those people are trying to find. And that's across the board. And when I know affordable housing can be really kind of confusing. And we know from the um, studies that there's actually, we need more housing everywhere, anywhere from what we consider affordable up to your $250,000 plus homes. People who might move, say, out of, maybe they got their starter home and would like to move into that next step home, there's no place for them to go right now. Ottawa County has a 1% rental vacancy rate. Our homes, all the area of homes are lacking. So we're seeing this bind where people are kind of stuck and there's just not capacity for us to help people find places to go within our county, um, whether that's into a rental for the, a lot of the people we're working with, but people who might be wanting to move out of a rental into a home. That would open up rentals, but there's no homes for them to necessarily move into either. So it kind of creates this almost bottleneck of concern um, across the board. And I know other agencies are kind of seeing that too, where we're just not, we're kind of stuck in this part where we need people to, to find places to go. And we're kind of struggling to do that. If you have a question for Jessica Presley or Sean Holloway of the Community Action House, they'll be happy to answer it at 616-395-1450, 616-395-1450. On Thursday, December 21st, it is designated as Homeless Persons Memorial Day. It's a national designation because it is the first day of winter the longest night of the year, and so nonprofits nationwide are calling this the Homeless Persons Memorial Day to recognize those in communities who have lost their lives while being without a home. Community Action House, Jessica, Sean, I would assume, has some ideas, some things going on, yes, for the 21st of December, but also moving forward beyond that as well. Yes, um, to kind of have that for tomorrow, we will be having a moment of silence at noon. Um, it's a company-wide one, but anyone wishing to partake in that, our outreach team knew of seven people in our community that passed away um, experiencing homelessness. And that's an unfortunate number, and we know that there's others that we are not connected with. Um, so we will be holding a moment of silence from noon to 12.04 to kind of recognize those, recognize those lives and the lives that were un, unknown to us. Um, and then in the evening, we're going to be hosting a candlelight vigil outside of our food club out on Pawpaw Drive. Um, it's open to the community. We would love anyone who wants to join along with their families um, to have a little memorial moment. We're going to do candle lighting. We'll have an interfaith prayer that's going to be there and just a moment to kind of reflect and remember those neighbors and then others who are still kind of fighting that fight right now. So That is one day yep. moving forward, though. It's hard to say what you might envision for 2024 to address the situation, Jessica and Sean, but what can we see or what would you like to see in the upcoming year so that when we chat perhaps on the 20th of December 2024, <laughs> we can look back and saying we did X, Y, and Z. What would X, Y, and Z look like? Oh, so many things, but... <laughs> yeah, if I had to put my dream scenario out there, which would really help. And unfortunately is a longer term plan is we simply need more housing in Ottawa County. We are in a severe housing, housing shortage across all categories, not just low income. And so one of the biggest struggles is there's just nowhere for people to go, even if they have those resources. 
So my dream would be for us to have more housing in Ottawa County and more discussions on how we can long-term work to that. If I wanted to think a little more short-term, I would focus on uh, really kind of the social and cultural aspect of things with people understanding the, you know, what's going on in our community and recognizing that it is people with such unique and individual stories. And the unfortunate part of that is there is no one catch-all solution. Two things I want to bring up and then you can answer what some people might throw out to some of these goals and dreams, as you mentioned, Sean. One, to get enough housing is not going to come overnight. I mean, we're not going to see construction of major housing units in a 90-day span. Practically, it can't be done. And even if it does get done, you kind of wonder how just how safe these structures are. (laughs) So that that is not an easy, a a quick solution in that regard. No, and that's why you mentioned our long-term. We'd love to see that starting. And start of the part that starts with that is that advocacy and understanding some of the barriers that are out there. Sometimes it's even understanding the barriers to accessing the current housing we have. Um, and kind of what those are so that we can start addressing those as a community policies, um, landlords, apartment complexes, the rules, regulations, how to get in, you know, it costs 35 to $50 just to apply to put your name on a two-year wait list. I mean, holding fees, all these different things. So starting that understanding process helps us as a community to start understanding, okay, how can we work towards this long-term goal, knowing we're not going to have Ideally, yes, there's been a ton of apartment complexes going up. We know that that's not going to happen by next year, but it's the start to that process, and that's where we have to, to kind of head. Um, and so that's where next year, this time, hopefully we're talking about ideas and how we're building those, how are we reaching those, how are we helping the people who are, unfortunately, though, stuck in this current moment, and that'll come to maybe right now we'd spend a lot of time kind of finding people, making sure they have the needs that they can to survive right now. We take what's called a housing first approach. Ideally, people have a shelter over their heads so that they can start working on these other aspects of their lives, jobs. We, we will have all these expectations on people to be thriving community members, right? But some of that comes with, if I don't have my basic needs met, it's really hard for me to thrive, right? I, I sleep horribly on a pillow and I'm, I'm a terrible person the next day and I have a pillow and we take some of those pieces out of it. So starting it is just getting those basic needs to people so that we can continue working on our long-term goals as well. And how much in terms of the term understanding uh, comes from the fact that some people will view those in need with the fact of instead of seeing it as, again, people with needs, they look at it as they're trying to milk the system. Uh, they're trying to be, they are enablers. They're looking for uh, a handout. Uh, 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 they see stories on the, uh, in the, on the television or in the papers about uh, people who use homelessness as a, um, as partly as a crutch and partly as a way to make money. You know, they, they, they have a little sign, you know, homeless and all that. They stand at the corner 
And then after a couple hours, they walk away, drive in their car, and they go to their home. So basically, they're trying to fleece the system. How tough is it to try to break that image? Because some people yeah. see that saying, they're all, all they're doing is being enablers, you know. and, and, and Well, and, that's easy because yeah. that's what you see, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's right there, and it's easy to, we've heard a lot of stereotypes. We've heard a lot of stigmas, right, that we, it starts sometimes with breaking that on our own. We are working with around 250 people who are experiencing homelessness, and I would bet most people are not seeing 250 people outside holding signs. It's going to start with understanding. And I always challenge how many individuals experiencing homelessness have you spoken to? Personally sat down, talked to, learned their story, learned how it ended up there. And a lot of times it's not many, and that's okay, um, but we generalize on sometimes what we see or what we've heard, not necessarily fully understanding the system. And I can say that from a vulnerable spot, I didn't know much about some of the systems until I started working with them. Um, so it starts maybe with that conversation of what does that really look like, not just maybe what we've heard from someone, what we've seen, the stereotype that we've come across. Um, and it, it's a challenge to have to address that sometimes. Two things along those lines then, Jessica. you got to take the time. Mm-hmm. And you have to give up, <laughs> plain and simple. Yep, and that's probably one of the hardest parts to do, right? <laughs> None of that's the easy thing to do, um, but some of that's the, the place where you have to begin. Um, and that's what I usually want to challenge people on is I had to challenge myself on it when I've started in different things. So, you know, taking that time to really process, is this what I'm seeing? Look up the trends. There's a lot of good information that you can find. Um, so starting there is a huge piece of it. And one of the things I really enjoyed that you said is it's the image of things. It's not necessarily the reality of what's going on out there. And, you know, there's a variety of stigmas surrounding homelessness and the experience people have in it with that being one of the many examples. And, you know, when it comes to shaking that image, I would just, you know, echo what Jessica said, get to know people, get to know the stories. There are so many unique ones that you can't really paint one brush over everything. And what you might see one or two random anecdotal stories is not necessarily representative of a much larger population. Uh, Obviously the community action house does a lot with the resources it does have, but this is an important time of year, Jessica and Sean about getting financial resources to do what you two do in terms of reaching those who are homeless and what the community action house does through its uh, food club and opportunity hub. Talk a little bit about, uh, some of the efforts people can help in terms of donations between now and say midnight on the 31st of December. Yeah. So there are, I would say two really key ways to directly support the outreach team. One of which is through just direct financial donations of you know whatever amount those allow us to gather different supplies, food, things of that nature to support everyone. And there are also the more tangible items, hosting something like a winter gear drive, helping us gather sleeping bags, coats, jackets, good gloves, things of that nature are great ways to directly support our team. And for the Greater Community Action House, there are a variety of ways to donate your time through volunteering at our food club, kitchen, and store. And how can people do that in terms of uh, the best ways that they can do to be able to help? Yeah, if you are interested in volunteering, you can go through our website and you can go to volunteer.communityactionhouse.org. It is set up almost like a job posting site, so you can see all of the opportunities available. You can sign up for any individual shifts that you would like. Now, by the way, I will give the information about the Community Action House with the website and the phone number 
in a few moments. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm going the wrong path on this. I recall in January or early February uh, an annual event called Point in Time, uh, a sort of a look as to where we stand in homelessness at a certain point in time. Yep. It's almost like a, a, a census. And I believe if it's not in late January, it's early February. Yep, it is actually January 31st. Um, it is the uh, HUD helps kind of define that date, and it's across the United States that we do this. Um, so it is our way of kind of trying to gather at that single point in time how many people are experiencing literal homelessness as in a place not meant for human habitation, which would be outdoors, um, cars, uh, things of that nature. I'm trying to think of storage units. We have people staying in those places that you really shouldn't be um, living. And so we go out as across the counties and the states and go do that count to try to get a better understanding of how many people are outdoors on that given point in time. Can I dare say that, that the curve has gone upward over the last few years? Yep. So last year's point in time count, and we can say in the United States, it was over 653,000 people experiencing homelessness. That's where that 12% increase came from. Um, from January of 2022, it went up 70,000 people. Um, so there's definitely been a curve upwards, not even just, I mean, we're obviously here talking about Holland and Ottawa County, but it is a national national curve that's going up and um, quite scary, actually, to watch that that number climb. So. And unfortunately, I have a funny feeling it's going to continue climbing up um, as we get this population bubble. I think it's the best way I can call this. Uh, we had a lot of uh, people born between the end of World War II and, let's just say, the Vietnam conflict. And, yes, uh, it has slid, slid down a little bit, but still, we still have this population baby boom lack of a better term. Yep, yep. And we still need to move beyond that. It's going to take time. Yeah. And I think that's one of the hardest things. As humans, we want to get from point A to point B as fast as we can, right? And it's not going to be as easy as that. And I think you called it out just there. It's going to take time. A lot of this stuff is going to take time. Um, but that's part of why we're here with Outreach and some of our great community partners is we're here to try and do that work in the moment. So down the road, we can say, yes, we, we have less people who are experiencing homelessness, but we know that it's probably going to be worse before it gets better. And the point you just mentioned about working with partners mm -hmm. and working with similar agencies. So it's yep. a case of this person works with us at Community Action House and you people at Gateway go away. No, you guys do play nice together with related agencies. What we find is that most agencies, the best way to approach these type of things is a collaborative effort as best we can. Um, our goal is really to get as many people off the streets as possible. Even if we may approach them in slightly different ways across all of the different agencies doing this, our goal is to come together in ways that we can help people and offer what we can between those. And whether that is through programs, Gateway has a lot of great programs that they offer and are great for many people. I think they've been on your show a few times, so certainly bring them on and ask about those programs they offer. And we also know that a lot of times people who end up in a homeless situation for different reasons, that's what occurs. But there's also not a one-size-fits-all solution to those stories. So that's why we need the collaboration on so many different efforts and the community to help us find those different solutions. 
For more information on what the Community Action House has to offer, not only in outreach, but other efforts in our community, contact Community Action House at 616-392-2368, 616-392-2368. Online, communityactionhouse.org, that is communityactionhouse.org. And if you want to send an email, very simple, hello at communityactionhouse.org. Hello at communityactionhouse.org. Jessica Presley, Sean Holloway, thank you very much for joining us today on Talk of the Town and telling us about this need that hopefully we can help address. Awesome. Thank you again for having us. Thank you for having us. On 99.7 and 1450 WHTC.